You can all be seated. I'm going to uh, get right into our uh, our lesson. I don't have a scripture, or I'll reveal the scripture later on here. If I can get to the book. Hope everyone had a good New Year's. If I didn't see you, we were out of town this weekend, and so uh, it was good to be back home. And hope everyone had a good good New Year's time with your family. I'm I'm ready for things to settle down and uh, get back into their routine. I was traveling too much, seeing too many family members, and eating food I shouldn't be eating. You know, if you laugh, that's an amen, so. All right, so, um, Brother Matt's going to hand out a, uh, a list for you. Didn't know his son was going to cry if he stepped away, so I'll ask somebody else next time. Just kidding. Brother Matthew's going to hand out a, a piece of paper for you. I'm going to um, talk a little bit about uh, setting goals and writing them down. I know that's really exciting stuff for everybody in here. And so um, I know it's uh, around this time last year I taught a lesson similar to this, uh, a, little, a little bit different, but setting setting goals. Anybody set any goals yet? Not everybody at once. I just finished setting mine because I had to to teach this lesson tonight. So I've got a copy of the of that worksheet, and I left it. At, <laughs> I filled it out. I left it at home. So now I got to kind of wing it. So um. Anyways, Habakkuk, uh, you know what, I'll, I'll open up with a scripture. Uh, I can never say it, Habakkuk 2 and 2. And um, Brother Matt has that on there. This is from the New King James. It says, then the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it. And, uh, it's an excellent verse of scripture to reinforce the fact, the, the importance of not only having goals, but writing goals down. And so at the end of every year, the beginning of every year, I do something very boring, and I sit down and I think about what my goals are this year and what I, I plan to do. Um, and as you get this this worksheet, you don't have to fill it out. Um, Brother, Brother Doskasil has some pens as well. You don't have to fill it out. I know you don't have any, some of you don't have anything to write on. Uh, just just be thinking about it as I go through it. It's a goal tracker worksheet. I use this every year. Um, Zig Ziglar calls it the wheel of life, where it's seven different categories that are very important to every to every person, and that if you set specific goals in these categories, that you'll you'll uh, chances that you'll be successful and win in these categories is is very very high. So you have a spiritual category, you have a financial category. You have a social category, a physical category, an intellectual category, a career, and then, of course, family. And so, um, and it's very, very normal. A lot of people will go and flow through their, through their days uh, and not, not really have a plan or be intentional. And I believe that's very, very, very important. It's helped me a lot in a lot of my dreams and a lot of my goals. And so... Um, this is just going to be kind of a, a, a workshop more so of, of a lesson. But I, I teach our students, and, and we did this a couple of Sundays ago, and I had them write down their goals. I have them write down their goals every year and for me to read them. But I, I tell our students that, you know, when you're 15, you can sleep till 12. 
not brush your teeth and then just meander through the day and not really have a plan, you'll be all right. But when you're 40, you can't really do that. And some of you know that very well. And so, um, so as, as we dawn on a, on a new year and we have a blank whiteboard in front of us, um, there's so many different things we can begin to set, so many different goals we can begin to, to set. So, so, you know, some of the most successful people in our world, uh, not only are they dreamers, but they are goal setters, and they write down all their goals. And these are CEOs and Fortune 500 company owners. And so people who win in certain areas of their lives often write down what their goals are, and they are intentional with every act and every action. And so move on here. Read a little bit, something I I saw. It says here, writing things down happens on two levels. It does two different things. It's called external storage, and it's called encoding. So what does that mean? All right, so external storage is easy to explain. The fact that you write something down on a piece of paper, you're more likely to see it. You write it, and you put it on your fridge, right? My daughter has... Who knows how many pictures, or she did, of all her Sunday school drawings. Which doesn't look like anything, but, you know, I have to pretend that it does. But you, you, you put it on your, you know, for my goal tracker, I put it on my desk of my office. I used to have a bulletin board, and I, I put it on there before we moved. And it's a reminder. When you see it, it triggers your memory. And then the second thing is encoding. So encoding, it's a, there's a deeper, they, they, psychologists say there's a deeper phenomenon that happens when you write something down because there's a, there's, there's a process that they say that when you write it down, what you write down is transferred through your fingers and it goes up to your brain and it gets, it gets stored in long-term memory a lot easier than if you were to just Say you'll do it and then never write it down. Uh, Neuropsychologists have identified the generation effect, which basically says individuals demonstrate better memory for materials they generated themselves than for materials they've read. It's a nice edge to have, and when you write down your goal, you get to access the generation effect. When you generate the goal and then you write it down, you're essentially reprocessing or regenerating that image. You have to rethink your mental picture and put it on paper. Place objects, scale them, think about their relations, draw facial expressions, and he goes on to say all this. There's a lot of cognitive process that takes place when you're writing down your goals. So, as you're looking on your list, everyone should have a piece of paper now. Be thinking a little bit about what your spiritual goals are this year. Thinking about what your financial goals are, what your social goals are, physical, intellectual, career, and family. So, um, I'll brush through all that. Let's get some script, scriptural ev- evidence and shows the importance of writing things down. Exodus 17 and 14. Then the Lord said to Moses, write this for a memorial in the book and recount it in the hearing of Joshua. Jeremiah 30 and 2 says, thus speak the Lord God of Israel, saying, write in a book for yourself all the words that I have spoken to you. Psalms 105 and 5, remember his marvelous works which he has done, his wonders and the judgments of his mouth. Bless the Lord, O my soul, 103 and, Psalm 103 and 2, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his, his benefits. Now, I used to write down um, prayer that prayers that the Lord ha- has answered, 
I don't know how many of you in here do that still. Um, some people have that good, uh, 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 have that habit, or you'll write down a blessing. Um, I can't tell you, besides some of the major events, some of the little things that God did did for me. But if I would have written them down, I would have remembered them. And I remember I used to do that, and I would go through some old um, records as I was cleaning things out, and I would find a a, a, a prayer journal, and I would read through that. Man, and the ink would be faded, but I would read through all the little blessings that the Lord did. And Sister Granted, that doesn't almost give you the Holy Ghost reading through those things again. Um, 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 you know, it, it, it really sparks your, uh, your memory and reminds you how good the Lord is. And so 1 Corinthians, or here, and let me read this, let me read Habakkuk again, 2 and 2. Then the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it. And I know it's, an, and I'm going to do a little play on words here. But the Bible says that if there's no vision, where there's no vision, the people perish. And I believe that if we don't have a vision as individuals, we will perish in whatever it is we strive for or accomplish. If we don't have a vision in our spiritual life, then it will perish. If we don't have a vision in our financial, social, physical, all these categories, then we won't go very far. And so you got to have a vision, uh, but then you got to write it down. And when you write it down, you're able to read it. And when you read it, you're able to run. So I don't want to have dreams and big goals and sit there and not do anything with them. I want to run with my dreams. I want to run with my goals. I want to run with the things that God has spoken to me in my life. But to do that, I've got to write it down. Habakkuk says that you can only run once you read. You only read if you write it down. You only write it down if you have a vision. So... Uh, on your on your goal tracker worksheet, it says uh, SMART goals. If you see there, each goal must be specific, measurable, have a time limit, be yours, and be in writing. So I'll go through this quickly so that some of you don't start dozing off on me. All right, specific. So what does that mean, specific? What's it? Specific. Let's say I want to, I don't know, lose a certain amount of weight, or I want to try this new hobby, right? You got to be specific. Um, maybe I like to drop 20 pounds and do 20 sit-ups without passing out. See, that's a great goal. Or do 10 push-ups and be able to get back up. Okay, measurable, measurable. So, measurable is what? All right, so debt, debt's a huge thing. A lot of people have debt, right? So, let me use this, this example. Measurable. I want to pay off $24,000. I just made up a number. $24,000 in the next year. So each month you would have to pay how much? Hard math. $2,000. I had to get my calculator out. $2,000. So that means if you get paid on a biweekly basis, what does that mean? you got to put aside $1,000 in order to reach your goal, right? So achievable. Be realistic, right? Be Be realistic. So don't set a goal that you're not going to be able to reach because then you're just going to disappoint yourself. Relevant, relevant. Is the goal relevant to what it is you're trying to achieve? And the last thing is T, time sensitive. Set a time limit because you need a finish line, right? Well, here, you know what? Let me go back to this measurable. It says something here that I think is really good. It says, and don't forget to figure out what your why is, W-H-Y. 
what your why is. I want to go on dates with my spouse twice a month. Why? To invest in and strengthen our relationship. I will take my family to church three out of four Sundays. Why? To build up a strong spiritual foundation for my family. So your why is huge because your why drives the reason you do what you do, right? Why are you all here besides the fact that some of your kids are in church, children's church? We're here, could be anywhere else, doing anything at this moment. But I'm here, and I brought my family here because I, well, my, my why is I want to leave a spiritual legacy for my children. Your why has to be big. And if your why is big, then it doesn't matter. The, the who, what, when, where does not matter if your why is big. Right? So, okay. Let me move on here. Quickly through my notes. Okay. And they got to be your goals, right? They can't be somebody else's goals. I want to lose weight because my wife is making me lose weight. That's not going to work. I want to do this or that because someone else wants me to do it. So it's got to be your goals. It's got to be your your whys. And so um, let me see here. Seven areas of smart goals. Let me go back here. So I don't know if some of you have started filling out your worksheet or looked at it. Um, the first category, so I'll kind of share a little bit of what I have or what I wrote down at home, and then I'll let you, uh, you guys all kind of think a little bit about that. If you want to share yours, feel free to blurted out, which I don't think anyone will, but um, spiritual. So for me, um, prayer has been huge. Very difficult for me to make time for prayer. And it, and, and it seems like as the years go by, I have less and less time. So my goal is to pray more. Okay, well, who here wants to pray more? Everybody wants to pray more. So I'm going to pray more. Well, you won't pray more. So how are you going to pray more? So be specific. I will for a, I will be in bed. This is what I wrote down on my thing. I will be in bed by 9.30 every night. Never happens. Right? I will be up by 5. Definitely won't happen. I try. This morning I didn't get up to almost 7 o'clock. Because John woke up twice. But... I wrote it down, and it helps me to remember. So I will be in bed by a certain time. I will be up by a certain time to do what? To pray. And how long will I pray? Well, I'll set a time limit. I'll pray until the Holy Ghost moves through me. I'll pray until I speak in tongues. i pray until I feel released from the Lord. i pray for at least 30 minutes or whatever it is that your time limit is. But set the goal. Set it, and you'll run. Set it, and you'll run. I'll get up and read one chapter in my Bible. I know that Bible chart is very daunting. It's just making you read like five chapters in one day. Nobody has time for that. But we got to make time. So I'll read my Bible. Or fasting. We're in the season of fasting right now. We're in the season of, of revival, right? Right? Revival is huge, but... 
Um, and and Sister Grant's taught many lessons on revival, but revival starts personally. It starts personally. We talk revival on big scale level, but when each person begins to go into their own season of revival, then and then we link up with each other. That's when the church moves into the season of of revival. And so, how do I have personal revival? Well, I got to set the goal. I got to pray more. Well, how do I pray more? I got to get up early. Well, what time? Five. How long do I pray? Thirty minutes. Got to read my Bible. Okay. How many chapters? One chapter a day? Great. Every day? Yes. How long are you going to spend doing that? You set the standard. I'll fast. Okay. How often? Well, once a week. Well, for how long? 24 hours. Full fast? Liquid fast? What kind of fast? Media fast? My wife's been doing a media fast. She's just trying to get out of it easy. Anybody can fast Facebook. Harder to, <laughs> some of you are like, oh, man, I can't get rid of Twitter. Don't make me fast Twitter or some kind of social media website. Okay, so let's move on. Let me, let me show you my financial goal, right? We had a, um, I hope this is okay for everybody. I hope I'm not bore, boring every, everybody in here. Financial goal, right? We had the birth of our son, and so I have about maybe, and this is very personal stuff, so I hope it's okay to share some of this. But we have about maybe 5000 in medical debt. Trying to, we're trying to pay that off. And so I set a goal. I said, I'm going to pay off 5000 by May. Probably not realistic, but just shoot for the moon. Right? So that means I got to pay off 1000 a month, 500 every two weeks. Right? That's my goal. How many people here have financial goals you want to achieve? Everybody does. Oh, yeah. Some of y'all waving at me. Two hands. Write it down. Write it down, right? Social. Social goals. So what, do, what, what did I put for social? What are some of the things you guys can do for social? Here's what me and my wife did or what we put for social. We will fellowship with church, our church family more. Well, that's great. How are you going to do that? I'm, we're going to have or try this year to have one couple or one family over once a month for dinner and games, right? We did a little bit of that last year. Some, some of y'all got to be a part of that. Sorry if our house was a wreck. It's not my fault. So, but social. So be thinking about how are you going to, and it doesn't have to be church family. It can be I will, what, have lunch with a coworker because our goal is to do what? Reach, 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 Right? Amen. God strategically puts you in positions for a great work. Right? Everybody in the Bible, whoever, whenever they were caught in something, let me pause to talk about this. And everybody in the Bible, whoever was caught in a situation they didn't want to be around people they didn't want to be, God used that to reach out to somebody. Right? Joseph was in the prison, and he was there because he needed to save the butler. And the butler got him out to Pharaoh. Right. Moses was in his situation, his wilderness, to meet his spouse and through ministry that way. So whatever season you're in, wherever you're at, you're there for a reason. We're there to outreach. So that's the social goal, right? I will have lunch with a coworker once a week. Okay. Anybody filling out their paperwork or thinking about filling out their paperwork? Where I've started. All right. Physical goals. Physical goals. Anybody got physical goals? All right. 
Okay, some of y'all know last year I weighed maybe about 230, 230 or so. I wrote down, and I wrote it down. I said, I'm going to lose 50 pounds by June. And guess what happened? I lost 50, over 50 pounds by June or July, something like that. And so, so my goal this year is to not gain 50 pounds. <laughs> my goal this year is I will not gain 50 pounds by June or July. See, if I can do that, that will be great. Maintain, maintain. All you have physical, so how are you going to do it? Well, how are you going to do it? I'm going to eat less. Okay, well, what are you going to eat more of and what are you going to eat less of? I'm going to eat more high-protein foods. So you got a little dietitian nutrition consultation here. See, eat higher, food, higher foods and protein, a little bit less in carbs, and exercise more. Well, how much are you going to exercise? Well, I'm going to walk 30, 40 minutes, three to four times a week, right? That's really all you really need um, uh, to maintain significant weight loss, unless you've got other medical conditions. But anyways... I'll stop babbling. So, so that's that's physical. In intellectual, intellectual goals. Right? Um, what I put down is I'm going to read, I love the Bible. And I read this, my number one book to read. I love reading other books as well. Um, uh, non nonfiction self improvement books. Not Harry Potter. <laughs> Not Harry Potter and uh, different stuff like that. But Non-fictional self-improvement. So a book that I've been working on, and I'm horrible at this goal. I've been trying to read Boundaries. Anybody know the book Boundaries by Dr. Henry Cloud? Great book. I am only in Chapter 2, and it's been a year. So I'm clearly not reaching my intellectual goal. But there are a lot of good books out there uh, to, help, to help you in certain areas that you're struggling with. Set that as a goal. I will read one non-fiction book every three to four months, okay? Career-wise, career-wise, Oh, man, career-wise. I don't know if I want to share this. Okay, career-wise. So, um, some of you know that I, uh, I work and I drive to Katy uh, every day. So I spend a little bit over two hours, two and a half hours on the road. It's a lot of podcasts, a lot of radio, a lot of humming, a lot of buzzing, a lot of windshield wipers, a lot of road aggression, not me. Somebody else, horn honking. Anyways, so talking to my wife about getting a job closer here. So that's one of my career goals. I'm going to look for a another job, another career, part time here, closer to home. So how am I going to do that? I will redo my resume and apply for a job once a week. See, that's a goal. All right, family, family, family is big. All of you all have family goals. You guys have. You know, fam, moms and dads, you want to call more time to spend with your children. So I'll share with you what I have as family goals, right? So my family goal, because I work 8 to 5 every day, is to spend at least 30 minutes. This is what I put, spend more time with my family. Spend at least 30 minutes playing with my children when I get home from work. Right? And when my, and this is this is what I put, the square wasn't, wasn't big enough, but, um, I will sit down and have a conversation with my wife for 10 to 15 minutes after the kids go to bed on a nightly basis, right? Well, what's the why? To build strong relationships with my children, 
to build strong relationships with my my wife. So, all right, so I went through all of the categories. Um, Brother Scotty told me to make sure that I have a lot to say tonight. This children's church is going to be a while, but I am almost out of notes. And and some of y'all, some of <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, well, go ahead. Why don't you go ahead and, and testify? That'll get by me some more time. Praise the Lord. Amen. We got to see Mariah in the hospital, and uh, I, I told a text brother Grant. I said, "Man, Stephen Johnson syndrome is something." I, I remember reading in the back of a dusty old textbook. And so, you know, just to be able to see her, see that she's doing really well um, uh, was, was, a, was an amazing thing, amazing thing to see. Um, and so, but anyways, um, <clears throat> I'm going cl- to go ahead and close, close tonight. I was reading uh, my devotion. I'm trying to find that verse of Scripture, uh, and I'll be closing here pretty pretty soon. Let me see if I can find it. I think it's Luke 10. Amen. Let me see. Well, I'll, par- I'll paraphrase it. I'll paraphrase it because I can't find it. It's in my devotional this morning, but it's the verse of Scripture uh, with the Lord's Prayer. And he says, um, And to those who seek and keep on seeking, you'll find. And those who, who knock, keep on knocking, the door will be will be open to you. And, uh, and I feel that this... Um, Starting off this new year, we're starting off on the right foot. As the Lord has been moving and we've been having personal revival in each and every one of our lives. God has touched some of you in, in some incredible ways. Brother Carney has been doing a, a fabulous job. And uh, we weren't here this past Sunday, but I heard the Lord moved in, a, in, a, in an incredible way. And so, um, and, and I hate that we, that we missed it, but I, I think this is the, 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 the main, main goal this year that I want to set is to seek Him. Is to seek Him. Amen. The Bible says that it's not the one that seeks who will find. It's not the one that knocks who uh, the door will be open, but it's the one who will keep seeking and the one who will keep knocking. That's the one that will find the Lord. That's the one that the door will be open unto. And so for 2020, I want to go into it uh, with that mindset, uh, that attitude, and that tenacity that I'm going to seek the Lord this year. Amen. I'm going to seek the Lord in prayer. I'm going to seek the Lord in his word. I'm going to seek the Lord in in in, in denying my flesh. I will seek the Lord uh, uh, being faithful to the house of God because I want personal revival. I want personal revival. I've got to have it. Amen. Let's all stand tonight. Amen. Let's hope I challenged you a little bit. If I didn't, I hope I got you to to thinking a little bit about setting some goals. Amen. Amen. But as together as, as a church and as a body, let's seek the Lord this year. Amen. Let's seek him until we find him. And I love the promise that says that if you will seek, you will find. If you knock, it will be open. It's not a, it's not a futile effort. If you put in the effort, if you seek the Lord, if you seek for revival, he'll give it to you. Amen. He'll give it to you. Lord, we love you. Thank you for your precious word tonight. Thank you, Lord, for helping me. Help us, God, to 
we go from this place. Help us to set these goals, Lord. Help us, God, to have an intentional plan every day, God. And help us to seek you, Lord. Let this be the year that we seek you and that we find you, Lord. That we have personal revival in our lives, God, and in our families so that we can impact not only ourselves and our family, but our world and our community. I pray for these things in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Amen. Brother Grant, if you would, if you would come.